If you've been paying attention to business news recently, you may have seen an acronym that you didn't quite understand. Four letters. S-P-A-C. What is a SPAC? The quick answer is that SPACs are a new-ish part of Wall Street, and they're taking the financial ecosystem by storm. And Recode's Ronnie Mola has been writing about SPACs and is here to explain for the Recode audience what exactly this four-letter acronym is. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Teddy. Okay, so give me the quick 30-second version. What is a SPAC and why are people hearing about these so much recently? A SPAC is a shell company that goes public for the express purpose of raising money in order to buy another company and take it public. Um, It's just sort of a fast track to making something public. Okay, so to go public, meaning when a startup or a company that you and I start wants to have its shares traded on Wall Street, like Apple or Facebook or GM. Um, But here you're saying rather than the company just going public, you know, and doing this big uh, dog and pony show on Wall Street and ringing the bell and all that stuff, you're saying somebody else does that stuff and then they buy you. Is that right? Right. It's a quick workaround. Okay. How big a deal is this? Like, tell me, why is this taking Wall Street by storm? It's a big deal right now because everyone's doing it. You know, normally, as you said, there's this whole dog and pony show, the whole IPO thing. Now the vast majority of companies that are going public are doing it through this method. The vast majority. Yeah. Uh, For context, something like 189 SPACs have IPO'd this year, have gone public compared to something like 40 uh, traditional IPOs. Oh, wow. So most companies that are going public today are going public through SPACs. Right. And then that's for the first two months of this year. If the first two months of this year were any indication, we're on track for something like a thousand SPAC IPOs, which would be more than like total number of any IPOs ever. So it's just, there's just so many of them happening. And Ronnie, can you give me like just the basic pitch for why someone would do this rather than, you know, the traditional IPO that, you know, founders dream of doing and and has just sort of been a tradition that hasn't really been challenged, uh, in at least in a significant way. What's the logic of this? Um, a lot of it has to do with speed. Um, people want to raise money now while the, the market is doing well, while there's a lot of interest in the market, um, in people in, investing in these newly public companies. It's also got a little less oversight. Uh, okay. There's a little bit of a loophole in which... Um, SPAC sponsors, the people who create these SPACs, are allowed to talk about future growth and say, my company's going to do super well, and they're not as legally mm. liable as you are with an IPO where you can't really talk about forward-looking growth. Or, and if it doesn't happen, you, you might get in trouble by the SEC. Interesting. So here there's the speed and the ability to sort of say whatever you want makes it a little bit more Wild West, right? Right. Speed and a little less oversight. Right. And what's the risk of this? I mean, what's the downside? I mean, it seems like, you know, if these stodgy people on Wall Street are having their, you know, traditional IPO challenged, but, you know, a tech founder or any founder gets to kind of go public in a quicker way and they get to avoid all these, you know, uh, knuckleheads at the SEC who are, you know, bothering them about every little word. Debbie Downers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, tell me, what's what's the big deal? Like, why would anyone be upset or concerned about these? I think, first of all, you always have to look at just unchecked enthusiasm for anything, anything where the stock price is trading really high relative to how much the company actually might be worth. And mm-hmm. then secondly, um, you know, 
This year, we have a lot of retail investors. That's regular people who aren't professionals investing in the stock market through things like Robinhood. So you have a lot of people who might who are like hearing about SPACs right now, who are like hearing all this buzz, um, all these really charismatic founders talking up their SPACs and investing in SPACs and, you know, don't really know that there's a real downside to them. I talked to a professor at NYU and he has this research on SPAC performance in 2019 and 2020. And in general, SPACs like completely underperform traditional IPOs. I think he said something mm-hmm. like if you looked at those the 50 or so SPACs he looked at, um, and one year later, their returns were something like 50% less than a basket of IPOs that went public about the same time. So mm-hmm. historically, they haven't performed very well. But a lot of people are really excited because recently, a few high profile ones have performed well. So um, I it's sort of a case of looking at um, at these recent returns and getting really excited about them when that's not always the case. So what have been some of those big high-profile SPACs you mentioned? Um, well, first of all, you have DraftKings uh, that's involved in sports betting. Okay. Um, you also have a bunch of uh, electric car companies. Um, a lot of people are really interested in investing in electric car companies because they want to replicate you know, the, the gains that they've seen with Tesla. So you have things like mm-hmm. Lucid, um, Nikola. Interesting. I mean, it seems to me like a lot of the SPACs are about marketing, right? Since you're pitching a company to investors that doesn't really exist yet, right? It's this blank holding company. So it really comes down to, you know, how much hype your hype man can stir up. Um, Totally. Totally. That could have risk rather than investing in a more boring traditional IPO where you know what you're buying. You know, you know you're buying stock in company X because that's the company that's going public. Here we're buying stock in, you know, company blah, 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 blah. To be decided. Yeah. Right, right. Right. It's not only and it's not only company to be decided. You know, it's this company that's being hyped by a sponsor. And it also has a bunch of like celebrity endorsements. You have like sports Mm. players and Jay-Z, you know, all of these people aligning themselves with SPACs. So it's really, really buzzy right now. Interesting. So it's not just the typical people that traditionally back public companies. You're saying that this is sort of seeped its way into the culture more broadly and right. and maybe bringing in people who aren't as familiar with Wall Street. Right. Everybody has a SPAC right now, and I think that should tell you something. Yeah. I'm curious what this means, you think, kind of in the bigger picture for people who you know, are listening to this who aren't necessarily on Wall Street, aren't necessarily on Robinhood, aren't buying stocks every day. Is this like a fundamental reshaping of the economy, or is this just kind of a new tool that will die when some new fad appears. It's probably a bubble, right? Something that like is just happening so big, so fast, and you know, sort of in a way that's unchecked and divorced from its fundamentals. I mean, SPACs might be a, a more common way going forward for a company to go public, but I don't think that this rate can be sustainable. Ronnie Mola, thanks so much for joining us. You can read more of her work at recode.net. All right. Thanks for having me, Teddy. 